The DOJ thinks this will result in price competition and lower fees to the consumer. We disagree. Find out why. Welcome back, Boss Agents. This is the Boss Agent Podcast with your hosts, Matt. Hey, everyone. And Rich. If you follow real estate news at all, you may have already heard this, but on Thursday, November 19th, the Department of Justice filed a lawsuit and simultaneous settlement with the National Association of Realtors, claiming that the National Association of Realtors had violated antitrust law. Now, Again, that settlement was filed simultaneously, and the NAR spokesperson said that they claimed no wrongdoing in this settlement. Um, but what the settlement actually did is the following. Co-brokes or compensation offered to the buyer's agent must be publicly uh, disclosed, excuse me, publicly disclosed on all the public platforms, whereas previously it was private. Buyer's agents can no longer tell buyers that their services are free, which I've never said that to a buyer. I always explain how I'm paid. I never said that. Right. But there were agents who were saying, my services are free because you're a buyer. And that's just simply false. The MLSs can no longer have a filter by compensation offered or co-broke to the buyer's agent. Yeah, I don't think Rich and I have that function necessarily, but obviously there are others around the nation that have that. Right, our MLSs, our RMLS. I've never tried, uh, in my opinion... Taking properties out that offer a lower percentage to the buyer's broker than you want, it's a disservice to your client. Exactly. But the last thing it did is it made it so that non-NAR or non-realtor, because remember, realtor and real estate agent are not the same thing. Realtor means you're a member of the National Association of Realtors. So non-realtor real estate agents must be given access to lockboxes from the MLS, which I do believe in our MLS is one of them that if you're not a realtor, you can't get access, but I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, yeah. I've been a realtor since the day I got licensed. Um, so those are the four major things that it did. So uh, what does that mean for us, the agents? I think a big, big part of this is that I think it hurts buyer's agents a lot. Yeah, I think it hurts buyer's agents as well. Um, because those, those commissions are going to be public now. And I think that, uh, you're going to see sellers say, well, why are we offering X percent when that person over there is only offering Y percent, which is lower than X? Uh, why are we offering that? And, you know, I don't want to offer, you know, well, let's not offer the buyers that agent that much. Let's offer lower and they'll still buy the house because they have to. Because there's no other houses. Yeah, there's potential for that. And then it also has potential, okay, if the buyer agency contract set a certain percent right, and not all of it's covered by that listing side, technically the buyer has to come up with that rest of the amount. Right. And so whether or not buyer's agents are going to enforce that, I don't know. And when we're talking about commission in this video, I just want to take a point to, we're not telling you or recommending to you what you should charge or saying anything like that. Uh that's why we're not saying numbers and we're not going to say numbers because mm-hmm. we're not recommending what commissions you should charge. That's your business decision. Um, I think it helps listing agents a lot. And first of all, you've heard the phrase list to last. I think that listing agents have always been in a better position than somebody who's just a buyer's agent. 
but if there are fewer agents who are able to make a living on just cobrokes, you know, just getting buyer leads and going out and doing uh, buyer agency, if there's fewer agents who are going to be able to make it in that way, that means that agents with the inventory are going to have even more leads coming to them. Right. Instead of having a buyer agent take him to this listing, the consumer might just call the listing agent directly, right. uh, giving a chance for them to have both sides of that, that deal. And of course, who does the listing agent represent? Let's just the take seller. A, yeah, let's take a minute to acknowledge listing that. agent is le- representing the seller. Absolutely, as a client. And uh, <laughs> um, I think that you're going to see listing agents potentially start to vary their commission. And what that is, it's a practice. And I don't know if it's legal in all MLSs or in all states. I know that it is legal here as long as it's disclosed uh, privately to other agents. So. I'm not necessarily making a recommendation to you in your state. You have to follow your local ordinances, your local laws, and all that stuff. But what it is, it's a practice that drops the total commission charged by the seller if the buyer writes their offer with the listing agent. So as an example, if the commission is three bananas overall, but if the buyer comes directly to the listing agent, and says, I'm going to write the offer with you, the very might be two bananas instead of three bananas. Right. However, typically speaking, it is not a reduction in price that fully covers the co-broke or the compensation offered to the buyer's agent. Mm -hmm. So the listing agent would still make more money than if there was a buyer's agent, but the seller would end up paying less overall. I think you're going to see that become a thing a lot more as this evolves and as this starts to take uh face and maybe maybe it'll do nothing i have no idea um but i think it will affect the industry um the the potential for buyers to also have to pay the buyer's agent i think is also very high yeah and i think that's one of the big things that rich and i were discussing about this is that if the buyer agents are starting to charge their buyers for this commission i think that doesn't necessarily lower fees to the consumer necessarily like the doj is claiming right it might even end up increasing fees overall yeah if the listing agent is still charging three bananas and only splitting one right for the buyer agent and the buyer agent needs another banana yep it's coming from the buyer instead of three bananas total now it's four bananas or yeah now it's four bananas bananas. total So so is that necessarily lowering the price of the consumer if this scenario plays out in the way we described no, it doesn't. It doesn't right. at all. And it could end up increasing the total commission charged. Right. While decreasing it, technically decreasing it a little bit from the seller. That's that's the big thing Rich and I were talking about when we saw this news come out. We're like, wow, this could actually do the opposite of what the DOJ thinks it's going to do. Right. Um, and the reason why is because, you know, buyer, buyers agents do a lot, a lot of work. I saw a stat. I don't remember where it was from. I believe it was from the NAR, but I don't remember. But it it stated that buyers take four times more work than selling clients. Mm-hmm. And I, in a lot of instances, I think that's under-exaggerated, but that's the average. Right, but um, think about it. If you're going out showing multiple properties, not just one, right? you're doing that type of work, maybe even multiple offers written, that alone is much more work than just listing one property. Right, and I think that... Uh, I think that really who's going to suffer from this is buyers in the low income and low credit score brackets. I 
I have helped a lot of buyers, a significant amount of buyers who really truly could not have bought a home if they had to pay whatever the Cobro commission or whatever the buyer's buyer's agent compensation was, they just couldn't have been able to do it. Where they closed on the home and they are dry. They're tapped out completely. And that is something that I really feel is a risk um, of this if buyers are going to have to pay their own commission um, that that could end up resulting in fewer low-income, low-wage-earning people acquiring property. Right. Exactly. Um, which I think is a bad thing. I think the American dream of owning your own house is a big deal. Obviously, I'm a real estate agent, something I'm passionate about. Um, there are people who, who think, you know, we think it's going to lower buyer agent co-brokes overall. But there are a couple different, uh, you know, places we saw where they think that they're going to be increased. Because uh, some listing agents don't tell, don't they don't explain it to the seller. They don't say... This is the total commission. This is the percentage that's offered to the buyer. They just say this is the total commission. Well, they see that number as being lower than somebody else's total commission. But what that, what the first in this instance, the one with the lower total commission is doing is they're not reducing their side of the commission. They're reducing the co-broke to the buyers. And so there's been some people who are saying that uh, this will make it so that sellers can see publicly Oh, I'm over only offering a half a banana. Why is that guy offering one banana? How come you're that's hurts me because now a buyer's broker may potentially want the full banana instead of a half banana. Right. So that's something that uh, others are saying that disagree. They just you know it's a, a topic that we disagree with. We think it will lower them. Uh, the, a lot of people think it actually will raise buyer agent co-brokes. Um, I want to read now. I don't like reading directly but I want to read something, an excerpt that I think is really overall what's in danger here. Uh, This is from MSN. So I'm going to start reading directly. The larger question on of whether the buyer's agent is still necessary for the transaction remains. It's a topic we've debated on this site before. Often seasoned investors work directly with the listing agent or negotiate the commission. One thing is clear. Both buyers and sellers are looking for more transparency with regard to what they are paying when it comes to agent fees. That's a big deal because really I think that there's another lawsuit that's been filed, I believe in Chicago, that is trying to get it so that sellers no longer pay the buyer's side of the commission. I think that really what's happening is they're gunning, they're gunning for buyer's agents, um, which buyer's agents represent the buyer. So if you're a buyer, this this hurts you. I also will say I have never, ever worked with a seasoned investor Who's rep, who willingly allows themselves to be represented by the listing agent. Never. Because they know what buyer agency is and they know that if they go to the seller's agent, that that agent works for the seller. Exactly. So I don't know where they're getting this. I've worked with a lot of investors. Um, it's actually one of the ways that I started my career was working with investors. And I know a lot of agents who work with investors. Investors use their agent. They use their agent to, to buy the property and they use their agent to list the property. And now what this says about getting a discount, they usually do ask for a discount, but on the listing side, not on the acquisition buying side. Right. And there's a lot to unpack from that quote from MSN. The the first part of it being whether that buyer agency agent is still necessary in the transaction. That's something that's been brought up a lot, especially in recent history. Um, and that's something to be concerning of if you are heavily buyer focused, um, and, and 
lawsuits like this potentially could make that a reality. Is the buyer agent even necessary? Right. And of course, if you're a buyer, I, I would think that you would want to be represented by somebody who has a fiduciary duty to your needs, not the seller's needs. Exactly. And that's something that as a first time home buyer, when I bought my property, you better believe I had buyer agency and you better believe I had buyer agency when I bought my first investment property. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I know you had the same, well, I think you were licensed. I was actually licensed, but yeah, yeah, but I, I mean, definitely. Um, there's one thing about the MSM quote that I is probably, I agree with at least and rich does, uh, Obviously, both sides are going to want to have a clear idea of what the commission is and how it's being charged. I think that's a fair thing for all consumers to strive for. Absolutely. And the, the to the agents who were telling buyers they work for free, that was wrong. That was, that was straight wrong. up wrong. You're incorrect. You misrepresented. When I have my buyer consultations, and you better be doing buyer consultations, especially after this. Mm-hmm. Um, when I have my buyer consultations, I sit down with them. I go through an agency contract. I tell them this is how I get paid. I show them the MLS. I go to the private section, which is now going to be in the public section. But I go to the private section and say, look, this is the co-broker on this property. I take out a calculator. I calculate it out. I say, this is the check that my brokerage will be given on this property. I don't make all of it. There's broker fees. There's splits. There's blah, blah, blah. But I literally sit down and explain that with them. And you should too. And obviously the issue was not all agents were doing that. They were saying, yeah, it's free. Don't worry about it. And that's where it caused a big issue. And I've always done it. I don't know because I've always wanted transparency Mm -hmm. in my business. Right. Exactly. So, um, but yeah, that is kind of where we're at. I just wanted to, we, we, (laughs) we just wanted to let you guys know about that, but please in the comments, uh, let us know what you think about it. Let us know which way you think it's going to go. Uh, we're going to, stay on top of this especially that lawsuit that's in chicago that's developing um we might do a separate video about that we might do a separate right so yeah let us know if you think it's going to hurt consumers help consumers you think it's not going to do anything yeah um we want to know we can discuss it more yeah it might not do anything you have have no idea um (laughs) but also don't forget to subscribe we have a ten thousand subscriber goal don't forget to help us out. It's a big deal. That's right. If you're watching this video too and you think it could be useful for someone to know about, share it with them and also throw us a like. That helps a lot with our uh, YouTube algorithm. Yep. Follow us on Spotify. Follow us on iTunes or wherever you watch the podcast. That's right. So, all right, guys. Well, thank, thank you. you so much.